Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays by the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on supply trends, category updates, brand awareness, and what's hot in the market. Join us each week from San Francisco Bay, California, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Dan, the Produce Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this lovely, lovely Friday in September. I'm Dan, the Produce Man. Today's Fresh from the Field Fridays is brought to you by the Produce Industry Podcast and sponsored by... Buck, Naked Onions, Equifruit, the only banana you should buy, Fresh Cravings, giving you that fresh salsa in your produce departments, London Fruit Company, oh, we all love mangoes and they bring them to us juicy and sweet, don't they? And Dole Fresh Vegetables, who just introduced three brand new salads. Yes, that's right, it's a lovely day here and today our guest here is Nathan Pumplin from Norfolk healthy produce. Nathan, thanks for joining us today here on Fresh from the Field Fridays. Dan, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot for having me. You know, a long time ago, I used to listen to a jazz DJ. Now, I was a kid. I was probably 12 years old. His name was Al Jazzbo Collins, and he spelled it J-A-Z-Z-B-A-U-X, okay? And he was a beatnik. He was a jazzy beatnik dude. And he came originally from WNEW in New York, which my father told me he used to listen to him there when, they, when he lived in New York. But he was out here, and he was on a station called KEST here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he would set the stage, because it's radio, the theater of the mind, right? He would set the stage, I'm broadcasting from the purple grotto with the purple mushroom burgers and the purple stalagmites and stalactites and he would go on and on and on about this purple place that he was broadcasting from right which brings us to your latest venture here which is all purple it's all purple it's all purple we love all things purple and i like this view of a of a purple grotto so that's where we're coming time and bringing some tomatoes sure we are in jazz bows Purple Grotto today, bringing you the new purple tomato from Norfolk Healthy Produce. Oh, you have one with and, you. And I, I have one sliced up right here. Oh, and, folks, if uh, you can see that, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. Yep, it doesn't come through nearly as well on the video as it does live and in person. And of course, that's, as a company, what we're all working towards. Norfolk Healthy Produce is part of Norfolk Plant Sciences. Is that correct? That's correct. So explain to us exactly what Norfolk Plant Sciences is, Norfolk Healthy Produce, and what this new purple tomato is all about because I'm excited. Well, we're really excited to tell this story as well, Dan. We got started as Norfolk Plant Sciences in the UK as a spin-out from a plant science research institute. There is a fantastic group of professors there doing world-leading scientific research. And one of the professors there, Kathy Martin, made a discovery about how the color of flowers is controlled. So this is a little piece of biology. You know, you go out in a field, sometimes you see white flowers, you see purple flowers. And she asked the question, what makes the difference? And answering that question led her on a path that allowed her to make a purple tomato. <laughs> the thing that... Well, tomatoes right? have to start with a flower, right? Tomatoes start with a flower. And, you know, there, there are, of course, 
purple tomatoes out on the market, you can get them. They have purple skins. And generally when you cut them open, they're completely red inside. So tomatoes can make the purple pigments. And these colors, these pigments are called anthocyanins. So that's probably as deep in the science as I'll get. But these are nutrients which confer a lot of health benefits. Absolutely. Incredible antioxidants. Exactly. Blueberries are packed with them. It's one of the reasons that blueberries are so healthy. Eggplants, a lot of the foods that are really great for our diets have them. Now, Kathy Martin, the professor, she's also a diabetic. So she spent her entire life focused on what food she's eating, maximizing her health. And she wanted to be able to bring healthier foods out to people on the market and use her discovery to create a new product that certain people would love and enjoy. And that's the path that we're on. Wow, that's beautiful. So how does she make the tomato purple in in the interior as well exactly. as the, the exterior? Well, Sedan, so as you say, what's special about these tomatoes, they're not just purple on the skin, they're purple throughout the entire fruit. And the way she did that was taking two genes from Snapdragon, from an edible flower, that are basically on switches for the purple color. And she put these Snapdragon genes into the tomato through bioengineering, and this makes a fully purple-fleshed tomato. <laughs> Very high, so higher in, in, these, in these healthy anthocyanins than any other tomato that's on the market. So folks, if you want to bring your significant other some flowers, bring a bowl of purple tomatoes and say, look, I brought you two in one. I love that. And, and you know, Dan, they, they are strikingly beautiful, these tomatoes. And uh, I hope your listeners will, will look some of the pictures up online and maybe we can send some links. But there's something that, that chefs are very excited about that a lot of people that I've spoken with are really excited about to eat. And I'll give you another piece of the history, which is Kathy made this discovery. She wanted it not just to be a science project, but really to be accessible to everybody who was interested in it. So she started the company. And we, last year, started Norfolk Healthy Produce as the U.S.-based commercial arm to begin to develop the tomato and get it out to market in the U.S. And that's the company that I'm leading. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Now, a couple of things we got to touch on is... One, you said it was bioengineered. Yeah, so That's we have correct. to talk about the difference between that and genetic modification. And the other thing is flavor. And let's start with flavor because, mm -hmm. look, there's so many new varieties of tomatoes out there that have come out over the years that claim to have the flavor, especially out of season. I mean, right now it's September. It's a darn good month for tomatoes, especially here in California. It's a great month for tomatoes. But during the winter and other times of the year, you've got these different hothouse tomatoes. You have all these varieties that come out and claim to be the one when it comes to flavor, and they just don't hit that mark. Everybody's looking for that backyard tomato flavor, and you just don't get it. So where does the flavor lie with the the Snapdragon tomato? Well, that's a great question, Dan. And that's always the first question that I get from people is, how does it taste? So the answer is, the flavor is fantastic. It tastes like a great tomato. Of course, that's the number one thing that people want when they buy a tomato is it should taste like a really great tomato. What we're doing with this purple tomato, the anthocyanins have no flavor. So we're able to add this into the background of different types of tomatoes great tasting tomatoes and source the best tomatoes to make purple. There's also another aspect to this, which is really important. It turns out 
that the purple tomato has longer shelf life. So this is really important for food waste, for reducing waste, right? It's also important for maintaining the flavor through the supply chain as the tomato gets out to people. The final piece that I want to mention as part of what we're doing to market this tomato, we're working with networks of local growers and local distribution. And so we can also shorten the time that it takes the tomato to get to market. Of course, a lot of people are looking for local products, and that also has beneficial impacts on the flavor retention. You know, Nathan, that's fantastic because we we, we want the flavor there as well. You know, if people ask, you can say, oh, it's a purple flavor, but but really it's it's just a really high-flavored tomato. Now, is it a more acidy, tomato acidy flavor or tomato sweet flavor? Because, you know, you have different flavors in tomatoes. What do you have here? Absolutely. So our first product coming out is relatively lower in acid and okay. very high on tomato flavor and quite sweet from the background that it's in. And you showed me a cherry sized tomato. Is this what this tomato is going to be, or is there there going to be a slicer as well? So our first product is a snacker cherry tomato, and there's a lot of reasons why we're beginning there. And we'll be following it up with slicer tomatoes with a nice big beefsteak to go uh, on your Impossible Burger, for instance, and then following up also with other tomato products that have this, this same high nutrition, great flavor, convenience, and uh, sustainability quality. Smaller Bites. Always start with Smaller Bites. Folks, we're speaking with Nathan Pumplin from Norfolk Healthy Produce with the Purple Tomato. And we are coming live to you today from Al Jasbo's Purple Grotto just to celebrate this new tomato. We're going to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Welcome to Equifruit, an importer and marketer of fresh bananas. Equifruit is committed to 100% fair trade, which means no crummy wages, super safe working conditions, and nothing but love for the ladies. Driving innovation through impossible to ignore merchandising, Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. Everyone, we have an APP out on a buck naked onion. This onion is produced by Owyhee Produce, so we have to be on the lookout. Whether you're a retailer, food service distributor, or a wholesaler, this onion is whole, it's hearted, and it's buck naked, everyone. To all you civilians out there, please, let's catch this buck naked onion. Folks, welcome back to Fresh from the Field Fridays. Nathan Pumplin is our guest today. He was with Norfolk, not Norfork. I kind of, <laughs> I, I had a fork in my hand. I'm ready to eat that tomato. Uh, Norfolk healthy produce right here in the good old USA. And you're what? You're in Davis? Is that where you are? I'm in Davis, California, right right next to Sacramento in a great fruit and veg growing region of the country. Uh, that is the test land for a lot of different things that we've received over the years. So Nathan, before we, we took the break, we wanted to get to 
the difference between bioengineering and genetically modified. You know, the press loves to incite fear in people because it makes them money. They sensationalize things and they get their ratings and, and their sponsors. But it's it's irresponsible in, in my personal point of view, but perfectly legal to do. So let's explain to the folks the difference between bioengineering and genetically modified frankenweeds and things of that nature. <laughs> Happily, Dan. So, so the first point, bioengineering is the same thing as what people call genetically modified organisms or GMOs. And this phrase refers to plants that have genes from other organisms added into them. So in the case of our tomato, there are these two genes that come from snapdragon, an edible flower, that have been added into the genome of tomato. Now, it's true that many people have concerns about GMOs. They want to avoid them. And, you know, I am quite sympathetic to people who believe that. Um, There is a lot of reasons why people are skeptical. They have concerns. And if you look at the history of new food items, look at, for instance, the first time that tomatoes got to Europe or potatoes, um, it took 100 years or more for these new foods to be adopted widespread. And I think that speaks to how important food is to all of us, how important it is to our traditions. And we want to make sure that what we're eating is safe and healthy for us. And it doesn't happen overnight. So I think that's where we are with biotechnology and food. And again, I'm I'm very sympathetic to a lot of the resistance that's out there. What I think we're experiencing today is a new era where people are starting to look at what are the challenges of our times? What's really urgent? Well, first of all, sustainability, climate change is top of mind for a lot of people in a lot of conversations. So too is health and nutrition as it's tied to our diets. How can we eat better? How can we eat more healthy, more healthy for the planet? And what are the tools that we have to improve our choices and improve the food system? And at the same time, now we have decades of data on GMOs in the food system going back to the 90s, showing that there's no danger or safety concerns above and beyond other foods that GMOs bring. And so if you look at the facts, if you listen to the scientists, and then have a conversation about, is this something that you're willing to eat. Many, many people now are starting to relook at that. And let me say that we're not on a crusade to try to convince everyone to love GMOs, far from it. But we know that there's a substantial part of the population who is very interested in products like ours, and they just want to be able to buy them. And so we're we're in the process of making them available. Okay, so but a lot of the GMOs that that people were freaked out about was I remember a tomato that was in the news quite a bit that had fish genes in it and other plants that had some sort of pest resistant things in them and people were worried about wind blowing and cross contaminating other varieties in the whole bit. But with this, I mean, with something that's just plants, you have to look at this. Uh, because peaches, nectarines, plums, pluots, melons, uh, so many produce items, strawberries over the centuries are not what they were when folks originally started cultivating them. They have been modified and modified over the years to give us what we all buy in the produce departments today. And this is just another one of those items. Well, I don't mean it as just another one of those items, but this is one of those items. That's that's exactly right, Dan. So we have plant breeders and agronomists to thank for 
the bounty that's in our local produce departments. And it's really fantastic. The diversity of different fresh fruits and vegetables we have available to us now, so many choices. And of course, there's organic and non-GMO certified choices all over the shelves. And we view our product really as, you know, the next in a long line of new developments that are coming out. One of the things that's really great about the purple tomato in this vein is it looks obviously different. So you see it, you cut it open, it's purple flesh in the middle. If you're someone who says, I'm really not comfortable with GMOs, with biotechnology, I want to avoid it. You can say, thanks, but no thanks. If you're someone who wants to get the benefits from it, you think, wow, yeah, I really am looking for more sources of, of antioxidants, of anthocyanins or you're saying, this is just really beautiful, or I'm in the purple grotto, I'd like another purple food to, to add with my, my plums and my purple carrots, this is a great option. And I think that's been a problem with some of the other GMOs is people felt like they, didn't, they weren't asked if they wanted it and they didn't have a choice to consume it. It just popped up in the food system. And a lot of people were very concerned about that. And again, I understand that. And so this is an opportunity to say for those who are interested, please come buy them. And for those who don't want them, that's totally okay. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with you hundred percent. Look, if you don't want something, you don't buy it. If you don't want something on TV, you change the channel. Uh, if you don't want to read a book, you pass it up. If you don't want purple tomatoes, then get up another tomato. And that's the choice that we have here, uh, in, at least in this country. So when can we expect this purple tomato? And one, is it grown outdoors or is it a hothouse variety? Great question. So we are focusing first on producing in greenhouses in protected culture. Very good. And there's a few reasons. There's a few reasons for that. Expect the very first ones to get out in very limited launches in 2023 and 2024. Now, your listeners for sure are sophisticated produce people, and they understand that we're dealing with plants, we're dealing with biology. This doesn't happen overnight. We really want to take great care with this new product. We want to make sure that it's produced by great growers and that it's getting out to customers. And we have the opportunity when our product first gets out to market to speak to customers, to learn what they like, what they don't like, to engage with them and slowly build our supplies to more and more markets. So we're gonna get started with small test markets in Northern California in 2023, and we're gonna build from there. And folks, Nathan has promised me that we can do a video when they're available, so we'll be able to show you these tomatoes, and at that point, hopefully, there will be some locations where you can pick some up and try them for yourself. Folks, with all that uh, resveratrol anthocyanins in there, man, oh man, that's a, a good healthy piece of fruit, because tomato is a fruit. Folks, I'm looking forward to these very much. Well, Dan, you know, before we break, I'd love to hear from you. What kind of dish would you like to make with the purple tomatoes? Oh, Nathan, let me tell you, this is, you know, one, well, since they're cherry tomatoes, we can't make the purple BLT yet, but we'll get there. Okay. So That's I right. would say just some beautiful crostinis with maybe some goat cheese, some basil and uh, other herbs with these purple tomatoes cut in half on there. Obviously, you, you want to throw them into a salad. Think about uh, a purple pico de gallo. hi purple pico de gallo. Why not, folks? All right. Folks, look for this purple tomato. Look for the video coming up. And if people want to get in touch with you, 
How would they do that? Well, certainly, Dan, they can check out the website that we set up to provide information about this new product. It is bigpurpletomato.com. I love it, folks. Big purpletomato.com. I love this. This is great. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today here on Fresh from the Field Fridays. Well, Dan, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to next year uh, doing a video and sharing uh, Purple Pico de Gallo. Yeah, same here. Absolutely. Hey, folks, be sure to tune in to the Produce Industry Podcast every Monday with Patrick Kelly, as well as the Produce Industry Show on YouTube. The Produce Industry App. you got to have that. Download that now. Put it in your tablet and on your phone. Also, check out my YouTube and Rumble pages called Dan the Produce Man. And all my social media can be found at DanTheProduceMan.com. Until next week, this is Dan the Produce Man reminding you that it's always best when you get it purple fresh. You've been listening to Fresh from the Field Fridays with Dan the Produce Man. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast and at Dan the Produce Man. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon. <laughs>